Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCreary, and today I want to talk about Johnny Davis, a prospect in the 2022 NBA draft from Wisconsin. He had an incredible sophomore year this season. Last year as a freshman, did not play super well, did not play a ton, but this year he had a breakout and he was super productive. In this episode, I want to break down his statistical profile, look at his production, and I want to talk about why I am lower on him than the consensus. I want to talk about the the major flaws I see in his profile and in his game, and I want to talk about why I believe there is a serious chance that he will bust in the NBA. And I don't say that lightly. Um, I, I do want to say before I, before I get into all this, I do not think Johnny Davis is a terrible prospect. I don't even think he's a, a bad prospect, really. I just think that he is probably going to get overdrafted and not meet the expectations of a lottery pick, which he is projected to be. Um, I don't think he's a bad prospect. I'm going to get into the good and the bad with his profile, but I think there are major red flags here, and I want to talk about it. So let's go ahead and um, let me go over his statistical profile. Let, let's actually look at his numbers on a per-game basis. So as a freshman, here's what he did per game. He averaged, or actually, let's look at per 40 minutes, because that, that's, that's just better looking at production that way. So, as a freshman last year, per 40 minutes, he averaged, um, and these are all, all these numbers are rounded, he averaged 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and 1 block per 40 minutes on 50.5% true shooting, and he had a blocks plus minus of 5. Now, he only played 24, around 24 minutes per game, played 31 games, didn't have any starts. Um, and his per-game production wasn't great. He, had, he averaged 7 points per game um, to, to go along with 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and about um, less than 1 block per game. Um, last year, he also he, he had uh, a, a, about an even assist-to-turnover ratio. This year, though, his production skyrocketed. His load jumped up tremendously. His load this year was insane. He averaged 34 minutes per game this year, and per 40 minutes, he averaged 23 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, about 1 steal, uh, around 1 block, and 3 turnovers per 40 minutes. And he had a true shooting percentage of 52.3%, and a box plus minus of 8.9. His production was really, really solid this year, and a lot better than it was his freshman season. His scoring rate jumped, um, and that's uh, as a result of his load increasing by a lot. And through that, like last year, his usage rate was 17.9. This year, it was 32.5. That is a massive jump. And what I find to be very impressive about his profile is that his usage rate and his scoring rate went up, but his efficiency went up as well. Usually, when players have a massive jump, in their load and in their scoring rate, their scoring efficiency may drop off a little bit. Maybe not a whole lot, but you may see a decrease in their efficiency. But we didn't see that with Johnny Davis. His efficiency went up. It's still not great, but it did go up from where it was last year. And I think that is very impressive. I think another thing that's impressive is that he was a better passer and decision maker this year. 
His assist rate went from 9.3 to 14.8, and he had a higher assist to turnover ratio this year. Last year, his assist rate was 9.3, and his turnover rate was 13.6. This year, his assist rate was 14.8, and his turnover rate was 10.8. So that's really impressive as well. Um, I, I love that his impact it went up. His uh, his box plus minus went up from five to eight point nine. That's awesome. And he's still a relatively young prospect, I believe. Um, he's not super young, but he's only. I mean, he's like twenty point three years old. That's really good. I mean, you have guys like um, Chet Holmgren. Like Chet Holmgren's an older freshman, um, and Johnny Davis is around the same age as him. So. It's not like Johnny Davis is a dinosaur. He's still a relatively young prospect, um, which is good to see. So to see him produce at this level, to be able to carry this kind of load and score at that rate in the Big Ten as a 20-year-old, that is impressive. And for that reason, I get why people like Johnny Davis so much. I mean, he has solid size. He's around 6'4", has around a 6'8 half wingspan, weighs 196 pounds, has a BMI of 23.75. He's got decent size, um, and he's a really good scorer, a really good two-point scorer. Um, he was super productive in terms of his two-point scoring this year. Averaged around 6.5 two-pointers made per 40 minutes. That's really impressive. Um, he's a, a good mid-range shooter. He can shoot off the dribble. He can get to the rim a little bit. Um, his rim finishing numbers are, are pretty good. Um, and he was pretty productive in terms of, like, um, in terms of, like, rebounding. Like, he is a, an excellent rebounder for a guard. Um, his rebounding rates are really strong. Um, his steal numbers aren't great, but his block numbers are good. So, they're, I, I don't think he's a great athlete, but he does have he does have production in these areas that are signals for athleticism. So there you go. Now let's get into what I don't like about his profile. And here I'll go into um, his statistical profile and more his skill estimates from my NBA draft database. Which, by the way, shameless plug. You can find them on my Patreon page, which is in the link of my Twitter, uh, at the Ryan McCrary. That's the R-Y-A-N-M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. So if you want to see this, you can go check that out, and you can get access to four of my uh, statistical databases that I've created. And there's four of them for the NBA and the NFL, and you can get access to all of them for $5 a month. So shameless plug, now back into Johnny Davis's uh, stats. So here is his statistical profile and his skill estimates. I've talked about this before. If you want an explanation for what my skill estimates are, I have a podcast episode a few episodes ago where I break down the NBA, this year's NBA draft class, um, and I break down my database for this class. So I, I explain it a little bit more there. But here we go. So, among guards, Johnny Davis ranks in the 25th percentile in RSCI. So, he was not a high-level recruit coming out of high school. He ranked, let me see, he ranked 145th according to RSCI, which is um, a little bit low. Not not terrible, um, but that is definitely low. He was not a top 100 recruit coming out of high school. His expected draft capital is strong. I mean, he's, like I said earlier, He's projected to be a lottery pick, 
And among guards, and my database, he ranks in the 90th percentile in expected draft capital. And um, I do want to mention, this, dra- this database includes this year's class and last year's class. So there's over, there's over 150 total prospects, I believe. Maybe not that much. I, I, it's around 150 total prospects. Hold on, let me get a drink real quick. Alright, now... He also ranks uh, 58th percentile in age among guards, 67th percentile in my size metric, which is basically height, weight, wingspan. Um, add all that together, and you can get size. So he's got above average size. His He ranks 100th percentile in my load metric, which is awesome. That's really impressive. And he ranks in the 77th percentile in my scoring metric. The reason why he ranks in the 77th percentile uh, despite scoring at an extremely high rate this year, it's because his scoring efficiency was not very good. And that's one of the, the biggest, that's one of the main issues I have with this game. Um, he's a very, he was a very productive scorer this year, but he wasn't efficient. While, like, he was not a, a, not an efficient scorer. And that's really weird for a guy who's 20 years old. Like, if you're a tw- if you're 20 years old and you're a sophomore, and this, is, this is your second year in, in college, and you're a projected lottery pick, I would expect your your scoring efficiency to be better than that. And listen, I get that he was carrying an, inc- an insane offensive load. I get that. And that is a fine excuse for his efficiency being low. But his efficiency isn't just not elite. It's pretty bad. Like, it is really, really bad. And that's my issue. I mean, we've seen guys like Jamari Smith or Cade Cunningham last year carry high offensive loads as very young players. Um, but their, and their efficiency wasn't elite, but it wasn't bad. Both of those guys had true shooting percentages around 57%, which is really, which is still good. And that's really good considering the context of their, uh, their offensive role in college. Um, and at that age, being able to carry that kind of load and be that efficient at scores is really impressive. And Johnny Davis just doesn't have that kind of efficiency. That's one of my that's like my first issue I have with him. Uh, moving on, he does rank in, in the 80th percentile of my two point scoring metric, uh, which is really good. That's good. Um, and he ranks he ranks in the 29th percentile in my three point scoring metric, not good, well below average. And he ranks in the 94th percentile in my three throw scoring metric. So. Um, he gets to the free throw line a lot. Like his free throw rate is pretty good, um, and which is a, a good sign. That's a, a good signal for him. Now here's where I, I th- this is where the red flags are, are really strong. This is where the issues are just out of this world. He ranks in the 21st percentile of my passing metric, the 28th percentile in my creation metric, and in the 33rd percentile in my three-point shooting projection metric. Wow, that is really, really concerning. For a guy with that kind of load in college, for him to be that bad of a passer and that bad of a shooter and not being an elite scorer, that's troubling for his projection into the NBA. Because if he's not a great passer and he's not a great shooter and he's not a, an effective or an efficient high-volume scorer, he's not going to be providing a lot of value. 
And it's not like he's a good defender. He ranks in the 40th percentile and my perimeter defense metric. He does rank in the 91st percentile among guards and my rim protection metric. But he's not a strong defender. He's not a great athlete, and he doesn't have great size. That's part of the reason why he isn't a great defender. Like, he struggles to stay in front of quicker players. That, along with the fact that he isn't a good passer, he isn't a good shooter, and he wasn't able to score efficiently on a, um, with a high load in college or with a large offensive load, that's really concerning to me. And that's why, all of that combined, is why I'm low or I'm lower on Johnny Davis than the consensus. Um, he's projected to go in the lottery. I know there are some, I'm not the only uh, person who's a little bit low on Johnny Davis. I know some other guys on Twitter um, who take an analytical approach to the NBA draft, like um, a guy Dean on draft on Twitter and basketball and meatball strategy. Both of those, those guys um, are lower on Johnny Davis. I, I don't know where um, Johnny Davis ranks for Dean on draft, but I know for a fact that for B-Ball Strategy, he ranks ar- around 20, um, which I think is a solid ranking. And all of that, just the fact that he has these issues, that, that he isn't a strong passer, that he isn't a very good shooter, um, that he isn't a very good defender, and that he has, hasn't been um, a very efficient scorer in college, that worries me because I don't think, I think it's clear that he cannot carry a large offensive load in the NBA. He can't be a high usage creator at the next level. And so you're thinking, okay, he has to play off the ball. But what's he going to do there? Because he's not a great shooter. He's not a great passer. He's not a very good defender. Like he needs the ball in his hands to be able to create shots off the dribble, to be able to get to his spots, whether he's getting to the rim or getting to his spots in the mid-range. He needs the ball in his hands. Um, And I don't think right now that he has the skill set to play off the ball. And I'm not sure that he's ever going to improve enough as a shooter to be successful in that role. Because last year as a freshman, he shot 38.9% from three, but he only averaged 1.9 attempts per 40 minutes. That's a very low volume. And his free throw percentage was not very good. It was 72.7%. Now this year... He, he attempted 4.6 threes per 40 minutes, shot 30.6% from three, and 79.1% from the free throw line. So his free throw shooting I- I improved uh, from, la- from last year to this year, but his three-point volume increased and his three-point efficiency decreased a lot. So I don't know what to make about his shooting or what to make of his shooting projection. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be a very good shooter and. And that's why he ranks in the 30 per, 33rd percentile in my three-point shooting projection metric. Now, um, there are some some good things about his profile. He ranks in, in the 90th percentile among guards in my rim finishing metric. That's very good. Um, and because of that, he ranks in the 71st percentile in my finishing metric, which is which is basically measures how how good players are at finishing plays whether that be through rim finishing or three-point shooting. So that's that's pretty good. He's uh, He ranks in, in around the good area in that metric. And his uh, his rim finishing numbers are really good. He shot, or are pretty good. Not really good, but they are pretty good. Uh, and this year he shot 62.2% at the rim with just 31.5% of his makes being assisted. 
That's that's really, really good. Um, like I said earlier, he ranks in the 91st percentile in my rim protection metric. He's a very good um, decision maker defensively. He racks up, um, he does a good job of racking up steals and blocks without committing a lot of fouls, ranking in the 77th percentile in my defensive decision making metric. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, he is so such a good rebounder for a guard, ranking in the 77th percentile in my offensive rebounding metric, ranking in the 100th percentile in my defensive rebounding metric, and ranking in the 98th percentile in my total rebounding metric. Earlier, I talked about his athleticism. He's not a very good athlete, um, so he's not able to create a lot of easy shots for himself. Uh, even even though he's a, a good or a, an effective rim finisher, he's not in a, he doesn't play above the rim, and he's not a great athlete. Um, so it's kind of hard for him to get to the rim super um, easily. Um, but he does rank in the 96th percentile in my estimated athleticism metrics. And that just basically uses steals, blocks, and, and, I know actually it doesn't use blocks. Let me look. I, I actually forgot how it's calculated. It doesn't have rebounding, I don't think. Let me look. Let me look real quick. So, yeah, um, it uses, where, where, what's the other one? Um, hmm. Okay, yeah, so it uses uh, steals, blocks, and free throws attempted per 40 minutes to kind of gauge players' athleticism. Um, it's not perfect, obviously. I mean, Johnny Davis is not one of the best athletes um, of any guard from the last two drafts. That's not true. So it is an estimate. That's why I call all these metrics estimates. But that is a decent signal that um, even if he's not a great athlete, I think he's at least a smart enough player to use his size to his advantage to rack up blocks and get to the free throw line a, a lot. Um, I think that's that's how you can read that. Or that's how I would read that metric. And then uh, he ranks in the 58th percentile in strength of schedule and 48th percentile in impact. Uh, now, this impact metric uses one share per 40 minutes because not every prospect, like guys who play... Uh, in the G League or play overseas, they don't have the box plus minus calculated for them. However, they do have win shares per 40 minutes calculated. So I just use that, and he ranks in the 48th percentile, which is slightly below average. However, I will say he did rank, he did have a box plus minus of 8.9 uh, this year, which is really good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a look at where that ranks. That ranks uh 11th among guards from the last two drafts so that's johnny davis's uh statistical profile um those that's what he does well what he doesn't do so well why i'm low on him um like i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast i don't hate johnny davis he does a lot of things well and i think what he did this season was very impressive his improvement from his freshman season to his sophomore season was awesome. And the fact that he was able to improve his offensive load, improve his scoring rate without seeing a decrease in his scoring efficiency and actually seeing an increase in his scoring efficiency is really impressive. I'm just worried that his lack of passing defense and shooting 
will keep him from being able to to succeed in an off-ball role at the next level. I think he's probably going to have to play with the ball in his hands a lot in the NBA. And for him to do that, he's going to have to come off the bench. And if he can't improve his scoring efficiency, I don't think he can be very impactful in that role. He's got a lot of a lot of improving to do. Um, and the good thing is, he's young. He's 20 years old, so he can do that. He's a smart player. Um, he's a good a good scorer. Um, I think he's also a very good rim protector for a guard. Uh, he's a good rebounder. Um, not a great athlete, but he is a smart player who uses his size well to rack up blocks, rebounds, and get to and get to the free throw line. Um, I just don't think he has a lot of a lot of skills that will that would allow him to be an impactful player in the right role at the next level. So that's why I'm lower on Johnny Davis than the consensus. Yeah, and that's all I have for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at thewiresports.com. You can check out my YouTube channel at The Wire. You can check out my TikTok page at the.wire.sports. You can check out this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you could leave me a a five-star review, that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it. You can also check out my Patreon um, which is in the link in my Twitter at the Ryan McCrary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. You can check out my. Uh, you can gain access to my stat databases for just five dollars a month. Um, if you want to hit me up on social media, my sorry, I'm dog sitting, so that's you can hear one of the dogs barking. Um, if you want to hit me up on social media, my social media handles on Instagram and Twitter are the exact same, so you can hit me up there. But yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and I will see y'all next time. Peace.